Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Friday, my friend. Yes, happy Friday. Drawn to the end of another week? Yes, it is. That means Sunday's coming. Sunday is coming. And we want to remind our listeners that actually we've got a a plan for Sunday, November 5. Oh, yeah. Bring a friend day. And uh, if you're in the Tampa area, we really hope that you can come out and be with us that day. Going to be having a special lesson about truth. Yes. And the truth will set you free. Yes, it will. Very excited about that day. Yes, I am super excited. And so remember that. And for our faithful listeners in the Tampa area, hey, invite somebody and bring a friend. Yes. And look, if you're our faithful listener not in Tampa area, or if this is your first time to ever listen and you don't ever plan on listening again... <laughs> On November 5th, come and join it, us. You made it this far. <laughs> come join us. Come join us. We we count you as a friend, so we'd love for you to be there on November 5th. The truth will set you free. All right. But and today, so go oh. to our website, www.christiansmeethere.org, and you'll get the uh, coordinates to come find us. By the way, if you live in the Tampa area, don't wait till the 5th. Oh, that's every, right. every Sunday is a day for a friend to show up. We'd love for you to come this Sunday. Again, go to that website, christiansmeethere.org, and you can you can join us. So John chapter 6, I'm going to overlap just a little bit again in the reading just to get us up to where we want to be at the end of the chapter. I'm going to start in verse 60 and read all the way through the end of the chapter. This is the English Standard Version. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve? And yet one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Hmm. There's some foreshadowing of things to come in the Gospel of John. John's not opposed to spoilers. <laughs> no, no, he is not. I think this is just a reminder that John is writing, again, second, third generation Christians. He believes that people have heard this story before. Yeah. He, he doesn't really think he's giving them new facts and information. He's trying to overlay on the facts and information they had. Here's the meaning. I will say, in John 5, we were introduced to this idea, and now the Pharisees were going to try to kill him because of yeah. uh, his healing on the Sabbath. And, and making get, himself equal to God. Making himself equal to God. And now we get a little bit more of this, and Judas betrays him. Yeah. But that's kind of another storyline. Well, if anybody's <clears> reading <throat> this for the first time, they yeah, okay, John's like, yeah, I'm not... We're we're not waiting to, you know, spring this on you. I'm letting you know what's coming all the way along yeah. here. Yeah. But for those who know this story, it's like, hey, don't forget, this is this is how it happened and this is what Jesus is talking about. And of course today's reading then we, we focus more on the uh, the the response of the crowds to Jesus' teaching and sadly it is rejection. 
sadly for them, and a significant amount of rejection. Go ahead. Well, I'm just surprised. I, I've, I've noticed this before, but every day this week when we've gotten to it, uh, just thinking about it, verse 60, when many of his disciples heard it, mm-hmm. they said this. And then in verse 66, after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Now, that's it's not the 12 because the no, 12 stay. That's right. But these people who are following him around, despite their misunderstanding, they are called disciples here. Well, and it seems they've been following around f- for a little while, yeah. right? So disciples are people who follow Jesus. These, mm-hmm. these folks have been following Jesus. They've been sticking with Jesus. And now they get to this point where Jesus says, okay, let me throw a little gauntlet down. You guys are misunderstanding. I got to make, I, listen, if you're going to keep following me, mm-hmm. you got to understand. And so, I mean, it's almost like he says something to him in a way that's like, I'm going to drive you off. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm, I'm just going to do something that is such an affront to your sensibilities that unless you truly believe in me, you're going to abandon me. And doesn't that seem so counterintuitive? I mean, if he's a preacher trying to start a movement and, you know, just spread peace and love and doesn't he just want to have more people coming all the time and more people coming all the time well it's i tell you what we as churches today and preachers we rarely follow this approach and i and i'm even leery of even mentioning it i i i I don't want to be the person that's purposefully trying to drive people off. And certainly we shouldn't purposely try to drive people off by being mean or being jerks or being abusive. That's just wrong. But Jesus says, I'm going to teach this. I'm going to teach it in such a stark way that you can no longer deny that what I'm saying is not what you want to hear. You've been following me. But you've you've not been following me for the reason why you should. And I'm going to draw you to that reason. If you reject that reason, then you don't get drawn to me. Yeah. But I, I guess really one of the things I'm trying to point out is these are disciples and they abandon their discipleship. Okay. It is possible to become a disciple and abandon your discipleship. So you can believe Jesus for a time, but then stop believing him? You can, ex- Yeah, you can believe in Jesus, and, and, and it may be exactly for the reason here. I like certain things about Jesus, but the more I get to know Jesus, I realize, yeah, I don't like everything about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to turn away from this. Well, and you know, that kind of reminds me of uh, getting off topic here a little bit, but his parable, the parable of the sower, yeah. right? You know, some of that seed falls on ground, but then what happens is it begins to spring up. It gets choked out by thorns, which are the cares of this world, that there are people who will follow for a time, but but then they stop. And interestingly, when you compare it to that, what is it that these folks are wanting? They're wanting the bread. They're wanting yeah. feed us, feed yeah. us. And and I, I tell you what, when we use those things as the draw to coming to Jesus, Jesus is going to make Jesus is going to give you your best life now. Jesus mm-hmm. is going to give you money. Jesus is going to give you health and wealth, and everything's going to be wonderful for you in this life. Right up until the end, where we're, we're missing it. Jesus is not promising that, and yeah, and he I, actually pushes against that. It, it, that's verse sixty three, isn't it? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Uh, showing that it is about the Spirit. It is about eternal life. It's it's not about this flesh. So Jesus, as he as he gives us, okay, go ahead. But we love our flesh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we nourish our and flesh. And we nourish our flesh. Yeah, that's and that you know, and this really truly is a hard teaching. And so when Jesus teaches hard things, uh it is a it is a test. It is a test of fidelity. You know, we we've talked about the contrast between the true prophet and the testing prophet. 
But uh, Jesus does not compromise the truth of who he is, even if people are not willing to accept that. Right, right. While you were talking, it just made me think more about that parable of the sower where he talked. You you mentioned the the thorny soil, but the rocky soil. He said they immediately receive the word with joy and they spring up. But then with tribulation and persecution. So so there's here's this idea of there there are some parts of it I like and then I get into it and I find it's not all that. And there are parts I don't like. And I leave. And that's exactly what these guys did. But it's not what the 12 did. Correct. And and that's the powerful thing. This is one of those places where Peter does stand out and his his willingness to step up and be the one who speaks is not putting his foot in his mouth. This is one of those places where Peter just gets it absolutely right. And he, Jesus turns to him and says, do you want to leave? Do you guys want to leave? And Peter says, no, no, we have come to realize you have the words of life. And we know that you are the Holy One of God. And what a powerful thing this is in Mm -hmm. in connection to what we said yesterday. Because as we were talking about yesterday, I was really driving home the distinction between the rejection of the Jews in this story, the acceptance of the Samaritans in the previous story. But let's remember, Peter is Jewish. Yeah. Andrew is Jewish. Philip, Nathaniel, these are all Jewish uh, descendants of Abraham. Yes. And so the point is not... Jews aren't saved. The point is everybody is saved the same way. Mm-hmm. And what we must do is receive Jesus and believe Jesus. And because of that, we have right to become children of God and we can submit to the birth of water and spirit. spirit. And we, we can do that. And here it happens for these Jewish men. They are believers. But of course, there's one who is going to abandon. That's right. There's one Jesus already knows he's going to abandon. Jesus' knowledge that Judas is going to do that didn't make Judas do that. It didn't take away Judas' free will. Judas is still choosing. The fact that he's being influenced by the devil doesn't take away Judas' free will. Judas is going to make a choice, and his choice is going to be rather than believing Jesus, he's going to reject Jesus. And honestly, the reje- the big rejection that cost him his soul, I- I'm getting ahead of myself, but the big rejection that cost him his soul is probably not his betrayal. It's the fact that after he betrayed, Instead of returning to Jesus to find forgiveness, which everybody can, he didn't do it. He killed himself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the real tragedy there for Judas. But here we have Peter. Oh, I was going to say, well, and what a contrast between Peter then and oh, yeah. Judas in, in these words. Peter saying, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And to me, that is that is the aha statement. Yes. Because in this whole sermon and on this long chapter, he keeps talking about my words. Yes. <laughs> and my words are life. And I am the bread of life. And if you'll believe this, if you'll believe me, if you'll believe my words, you will have it. And here's Peter saying, I believe it. We believe it. There is nowhere else to go. Yeah. You have the uh, words of eternal life. And here is his confession, the good confession as John tells it. We've come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Mm. And that powerful confession uh, needs to be in all of the Gospels, right? That Peter is the one confessing that Jesus is Christ, the Son of the living God. He is not the only one in John's Gospel that makes that confession, but he made that confession. And I I think that uh, it had to be a tough moment for the Lord and for his ministry. He is fully God and he is fully man. And I I get he's not surprised by things, but at the same time, to see all of these people turning the back and walking away and then asking the 12, asking the closest 
are you going to go with them? Are you going to go too? What an incredible question. What a testing question. When all the multitude leaves, will you follow the multitude or will you stay with Christ? And they stay. Mm-hmm. They stay. I, I got to tell you, I could be completely wrong about this, but there's, I think there's what probably Peter is at the moment thinking and then what the words ultimately mean. Uh, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life. I'm not sure that Peter's saying, I figured out what this sermon just meant. <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard for me. I mean, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe he's saying, I got it. I know exactly what you meant. Yeah. I, but I'm putting myself in Peter's shoes. It's taken me years studying this passage to get to a comfortable place that I think I figured out what Jesus was saying. So it's hard for me to believe that Peter heard it the first time. He's like, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I think maybe when Peter first said it, what he meant was... Look, we know that whatever you say is life. Now, I, I don't understand what you just yeah, said. Well, whatever that means, <laughs> but I'm sure it's true. I'm sure it's true. Because I believe you. And so I'm going to stick around. I'm going to stick around to find it out because I believe you're the Holy One of God. Yeah. So I believe that what you say is going to produce life. Now, now, here's the interesting thing is that while I think Peter probably didn't understand that sermon, just like you pointed out, these words that he says— actually are what that sermon was driving at. (laughs) It is. I have the words of life. Listen to my words, Jesus says. Listen to them. Eat them. Drink them in. Believe them. Follow them. And when you do that, you are eating my flesh and you are drinking my blood and you will have life. Well, and and that's a great point there when, when Peter actually says you have the words of eternal life. Isn't it wonderful when you preach a sermon and somebody is just able to kind of recount that to you <laughs> yeah, and you're like that's right that's what i was trying to say that's yes. what i was trying to say yes. that's what i was trying to say and uh, <laughs> and again that's that what a powerful thing and so listen i i don't know maybe maybe you're still I, me you andrew anybody listening we're like i still don't get john six i still you know what guys i appreciate what you said in the conversation this week but i'm still not sure you're right about that okay fine Let's get to where Peter is, because I know that one's right. Jesus has the words of life. Amen. Keep studying them. Keep reading them. We will have greater understanding, and life will come from that. I may have John 6 all wrong, but I what I know is right. Jesus' words bring life. Hang on to them. Our great God and Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that we have been blessed with time to open up your word and to study it. We know, Father, that... Um, Each of us who are disciples will come to moments of testing and moments to make a choice. Will we go with the crowds that want to leave Jesus, who've turned their back on Jesus, or will we stay with Jesus? And Father, I pray that you would give us the courage and the clarity to appreciate, as Peter said, that Jesus has the words of eternal life. There is nowhere else to go. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Father, that we would hold that truth above all else as we live for you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Happy Friday, Edwin. <clears throat> oh man, this is rough. Doing my best. One more, one more conversation. <clears throat> one more. Okay, all right. I'll do most of the talking. <sighs> okay. Andrew says, why should today be different? <laughs> yeah, why does my voice get tired on these things? I, I don't, <laughs> that makes no sense. None. All right. 